This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How you doing tonight? I couldn't be better. I'm sitting here <laughs> drinking Boodle's Gin uh, with one of my best friends oh, um, and, uh, and 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 smoking uh, Christmas Cheer 2013. Oh, I'm sorry. What year was that? It was 2013. I've been on the hunt for this for a while. This is your holy grail. No, it, it kind of is. This is the the my my most favorite Christmas cheer that I've personally found that McClellan has ever come out with um, that that I've smoked has been 2013. Uh, and so I've been uh, just on the hunt trying to collect cans, and I don't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very unsuccessful in finding them. I can't find them. Well, anyway, one of our good friends is like, man, I got a can of that sitting in the house. I never really liked it. And I was like, hold on, what year <laughs> is that? And when he said it was 2013, I was like, I will, I will give you... I'll give you vast quantities of tobacco and, <laughs> and money. And he was like, man, you're just a good friend. I'll just come bring it to you. And I was, anyway, so he, he gifted me this 2013 Christmas cheer. Man. And, uh, and it tastes, tastes absolutely. Didn't waste any time, by the way. Exquisite. No, yeah. no, right, right to the shop. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm just really, uh, really enjoying it here. And my, uh, my brand new, uh, Costello 55 man, that, that I got pipe. at the, uh, Got at the um, Chicago Pipe Show. Really happy about that. Mm. But um, yeah, man, it's just I, I just couldn't be happier with my with my tobacco and my friend and my and my boodles. Man, I, I know that pipe is going to come up later in the show in terms of discussion. So I've got yeah, questions. it's like, kind of a nice dovetail into uh, maybe a question of the week. Man, speaking of dovetailing, uh, how was this last past week's pipe show? Or I'm sorry, a pipe club meeting rather. Man, it was great. It was great, actually. Um, of course, our friend Max Stokeby came in from um, uh, from STG Lane, and uh, Max, good friend of the show, uh, great friend of Country Squire Radio, and and also the shop. And um, certainly, if with a name like Stokeby, you never you better know oh, what you're man. talking about uh, with uh, with tobacco. And of course, Max does. But um, anyway, we had a great time and uh, stayed up late and. Uh, you know, drank a lot of beer and smoked a lot of uh, a lot of different tobaccos, and uh, I mean, it was just really, really a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, things about around the Magnolia Pipe Club are going well. There's some other pipe clubs uh, doing some cool things in the near future as well. I want to keep reminding folks that uh, our friends in Tupelo, Mississippi, yes, uh, just started a pipe club every third Thursday at Spring Street Cigars in Tupelo. Mm. Uh, they are going to have uh, their uh, monthly pipe club meeting, and uh, all those guys are are great friends of the shop and, and of our show. And, uh, you know, did you ever meet Jason Stacy, neurosurgeon that was regular here? Yeah. yeah uh, Jason recently, Jason. recently moved up that way. Uh, and, and is a neurosurgeon up in that part of the state too. I think he's going to be involved in some of that, and um, also um, several friends of the of the of the show as well. So anyway, just a lot of good friends up there. Check that out. And then uh, also, there has recently been a venue change for the Texas Pipe Show. Texas Pipe Show will be happening this fall. Um, what is I, it about southeastern pipe shows, man? We got we and, always got to change locations and having to change locations. I don't know, but they had a location change. But they they are uh, very intent on everyone knowing that the Texas Pipe Show uh, will be happening. I forget the date. Uh, I, I should have it in front of me, although I don't. But uh, anyway, it, that is going to happen this fall, and it will be in Fort Worth. So, Fort Worth, uh, Texas. So keep keep up with that. It's either late September or early October. I cannot uh, cannot remember off the top of my head. We'll have it for you next week for sure. Good deal. Good deal, man. Well, hey, uh, also locally, we got uh, an event coming up on June 1st, right? 
Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, the Savinelli is actually coming to the Country Squire on June 1st. That's a Thursday to do a Father's Day trunk show. And yeah. So, uh, Father's Day trunk trunk show with our good friends at uh, it's it's Law DC Distribution. They're best known for distributing Savinelli in the United States. They also do Cornell and Deal, uh, Rossi pipes, uh, GL piece tobaccos, just uh, some of the best selling uh, pipe tobacco related products in in America. And so, uh, really excited about that. We're gonna have some awesome deals. So. Uh, if you are in the Jackson area, Country Squire, uh, radio area, listening sphere, uh, we welcome you to the Country Squire on Thursday, June 1st. Uh, we'll have 20% off all pipes, uh, Savinelli pipes that night and 10% off all, uh, 10 tobacco products. So it's going to be, going to be a lot of fun. Dude, that sounds awesome. It's going to be big. Yeah. All right. So we got to also mention this as well. Speaking of deals, uh, you dropped a bomb on everybody. Uh, got two episodes back where you're talking about, uh, the pipe club, has now got some special deals going on right now uh, with the... Uh, that's right. Yeah, the club exclusive sale. Talk a little bit about that. That's right. That's right. So, of course, for our um, good friends and listeners that have decided to join the Country Squire Radio uh, Pipe Club, uh, which is a big reason why Bo and I can continue to do what we do, uh, we wanted to come back. You know, I, I came back from Chicago with all these pipes and uh, hand-picked from the show. Uh, you know, I just got to put my hands on them and uh, get comfortable with the briars and, and uh, the manufacturers and all that. And uh, anyway, we wanted to kind of pass along some type of uh, thank you to our club members. And so anyway, uh, the uh, if you're a member of our uh, Country Squire Radio uh, Pipe Club, um, you can have 20% off of any of the pipes through the end of this month, except for the Briarworks pipes, which are 10% off. Man. Um, and you can find all that information on our page at uh, patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio. Uh, and there's listings of the pipes. There's listing of uh, the prices and everything. And I'm trying to update as well. I need to do that. But uh, I, I'm trying to update uh, where, um, the, like, which pipes have been sold and whatnot. But there's some great brands there. Uh, Costello, La Anatra, uh, Sir Jacopo, uh, Master Geppetto, Ardor, Ronaldo, uh, and then, of course, our good friends at Briarworks. So uh, really good stuff there. And we encourage you all to, to check that out. And, you know, just a small way we can say, Say thank you for um, for that. So, Absolutely. Uh, a couple other things. I've been corrected. Yeah, actually. I was about uh, to call you out on that. Yeah, man. I know. I know. It's actually, if you're in Tupelo, the name of the pipe club is the Southern Briar Pipe Club, and they actually want to let you know that they meet on the second Thursday of each month. So uh, so anyway, second Thursday of each, of each month at uh, Spring Street Cigars. And then also uh, the Texas Pipe Show. Our friends over there want us to know that that is on October 7th. Good uh, looking October out. October 7th for... Uh, the Texas Pipe Show there in Fort Worth. So uh, look for uh, some Country Squire Radio presence, probably-ish, uh, there. And, uh, October 7th? You know. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll do something. I mean, you know, surely. I mean, it's only six hours away. So It's six hours away? Yeah. They paying for our ticket? I know. <laughs> 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 our, our our Greyhound bus ticket. <laughs> nah, that's what my that's what your I, I thought got was a rule, for you. man. Just, six just hours, hike. six hours. I'm flying. Six, oh, okay, I okay. Got a, I got a whole thing. Okay, no, that's that's <laughs> true. I forgot you do you do have a rule. And yeah. I only want blue M and M's in the trailer that they inevitably will give us <laughs> with Perrier. <laughs> I mean, that's that would be. I like Lacroix. You know what? Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm not. See, see me now. I'll take Lacroix. I'm just. No, I, no. Look how flexible and gracious you are. <laughs> You really die to yourself every day, bud. It's, it's true. Well, th thank you. Thank you. I, I am quite humble. I'm probably the most you jackass. Uh, humble I know. <laughs> well, hey, man, we do, uh, you know, you mentioned, of course, the uh, the, the specialty for the um, for the pipe club members. Man, the pipe club has grown. And in fact, yeah. we uh, we now have 
uh, over 70 members with the induction of uh, of the members that we're giving shout outs to this week. That's so exciting. Yeah. All right. So uh, in the in the history and tradition of the show, prepare for me to butcher your name. <laughs> Allender Cairns. It looks like uh, it, are you sure that's not supposed to be Alexander? See, I, I think that I spelled it correctly. Okay. But right. if it's Alexander Allender, then you let me know. Yeah, uh, Alexander. See, see, this is a this is a country squire time honored tradition that we um, <laughs> that we completely uh, massacre your name. But uh, if it's if it is Alexander uh, Carnes, then thank you for uh, signing up. And let us know if you're related to Kristen as well. I'm, I'm I'd be curious to find Kristen out. Kristen with the one ring dot net. The one ring dot net. Yeah, Kristen. yeah absolutely. Right. Um, He's uh, been featured on the show so, twice in the the earlier years. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd, we'd love so, to get that. Mr. Carnes, thank you for joining at the squire level. Who do we have at the pilgrim level? Man, at the pilgrim we got Pat Higgins and Stella. Young. Yacht. Man, uh, Sheila, actually. Did I say Stella? You did. You said Stella. Stella! Sheila! <laughs> Sheila! Sheila and Patrick, thank y'all so much. Welcome to the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. That's right. That's right. We have a, a, a patron as well, right? That's right. We got Eric Vanderpool, who's uh, who's decided to help out the show by becoming a patron as well. And having a name we can pronounce easily. Thank, thank you for that, Eric. <laughs> Look, if you want to help out the show, we really encourage you to do so. Uh, Patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio is a place to do it. Or if you're listening on Satchel, click be a patron right there. Those of you who are club members, uh, I, I, I do try to make sure I spell check your name before I send you your club cards so uh <laughs> allender slash alexander i will be doing that before making oh, your card fantastic. and i promise that to you i just love it people are like i i, I love how we just kind of live up to the dumb southern stereotypes you know <laughs> we're doing nothing for mississippi and not, nothing for it at all you know people are like everyone down here has some like you know scotch irish name that's really easy <laughs> to pronounce you know and like in every other part of the world where people have interesting lives you know there's like you know there's, there's these different names from <laughs> these interesting places you know and, and and for goodness sakes like how hard is it to mess up al, al alexander but you know, it might be. You don't know that it's no, Alexander. No, it might be Aleander. And actually, I think it'd be Aleander. Ali, Aleander. Right. <laughs> AC, you let us know. And we'll try to not butcher it when you're so terrible. That's just sorry about. We're not bad people. We promise. We're not bad people, but we are people that you can come out here to see. uh, Coming up for our 200th episode. That's right. And that's uh, that's that's our last bit of housekeeping, I think, for this this particular episode. But yeah, of course, uh, live 200th episode. uh, We encourage you come on out. Country Squire Radio episode 200 live June 5th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's going to be happening right here at the historic. Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi. That is right. Uh, If you've not done so already, you need to go ahead and get your tickets. You'll find the link on our Facebook page. We've got a link at CountrySquireRadio.com. It'll take you right there. Get your tickets because they are limited. And unfortunately, it's going to be like very much first come, first serve. We'd love to have everybody, but we can only fit so many people in this quaint shop that's right that's right for those of you dainty that, um, shop. It, it is dainty it's quaint <laughs> uh you know we uh for, for those of you that have made the pilgrimage to the country squire uh i you know i always am kind of interested to hear what people think the shop is going to be like and then what they see the shop is like but we are just a small pipe shop so uh seating will be kind of limited but uh, we've got a few seats left and we've had folks sign up from all over and we're uh, we're excited to have you all so uh sign up if you have if you have any questions uh ask us and and by that i mean ask Bo. um and <laughs> Well, no, either way, we'll be glad to help you. And uh, and we really look forward to, to this being a, a really special time. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
All right, man, I'm excited. We are reopening a series that we love here on the show called Heroes of the Bold. It's one of our oldest series, right? It's it's it one of the- goes uh, back to the early, early year or so. I, it's I one think. of the OGs. I remember debating what we were going to name the series, and uh, there was a lot of thought around Heroes of the Bowl, and- uh, that's the one that we settled on. And yeah. That's the no, one that's that we've good. today. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but here's the bowl is where we actually actively take a look at pipe smokers from history and fiction. Now, let me be clear about something up front, which is that when we say heroes of the bowl, <laughs> well, we're taking that loosely, very liberally. I mean, the idea here is that like, it's, it's somebody who is famous, uh, who by smoking a pipe has represented the pipe well. That's right. And so from that standpoint, they are kind of heroes. Now, in some instances, they are superheroes, which we'll get into buying mm-hmm. uh, for this particular week. But but they uh, so so we realize that there are actual, you know, there there are amazing men and women out there who have done truly heroic, legitimate things. heroes that have put their life on the line for, um, you know, in some cases, our uh, our way of life. Exactly. So that's we don't want to belittle that or diminish. That. Exactly. And that's so right. so we want to get that clarified up front. Uh, that we are losing that using that term uh, loosely, but in terms of pipe smoking uh, heroes and and those that have done uh, the pipe smoking well for the community and, and the culture that surrounds it, yeah. John David takes somebody from history. I take somebody from fiction. I kind of want you to start this, man. Are you sure? I think so. Because <laughs> because I I'm, uh, spoiler alert, you're kind of excited too, though. I, I I heard who you've got on the on the docket here, and I'm I'm really excited. Are are, are you sure? Who do you got <laughs> tonight? Uh, from the historic aspect of a famous pipe smoker who uh, we would consider a hero of the bowl. Uh, we're going to talk about a, a man who um, you probably know because there is a spacecraft named after him currently. Um, and that spacecraft is actually not a, a human flight spacecraft. It's, it's an orbiting... Wait, who is the Millennium Falcon named after? I know, right? Uh, the Millennium Falcon, Mr. Falcon, was a, they named the Falcon Pipes after him, actually. Oh, they they it did. It all comes together. I know, and the screw-in bowls and everything. They're oh. so awesome, yeah. Uh, we're, we're actually talking about uh, Edwin Hubble. Uh, uh, most people today know him from uh, Hubble Telescope fame. And so uh, the Hubble Telescope was kind of conceived uh, in the 1980s and, and in the early 1990s came uh, about through, you know, the efforts of NASA and some other countries that collaborated on this. And uh, they put a, a huge telescope in orbit to get uh, the clearest pictures of the universe possible that, you know, weren't subject to the, um, you know, the atmosphere of the Earth kind of interfering. But um, but anyway, that's where we know the name Hubble from, and it's actually named after uh, Mr. Edwin Hubble. Uh, born in 1889, he was a uh, probably the considered the the father or the grandfather of modern astronomy. Man. Okay, um, so let's just kind of put it in perspective here. Before we've talked about another hero of the bowl um, on Country Square Radio before um, Albert Einstein. Uh, Einstein and Hubble these were contemporaries. Okay, these were kind of oh. guys at the same time that were doing same the similar stuff. Now, when we think of Einstein, a lot of people, when they think of him, they think of astronomy uh, because of all the, you know, ramifications that his, uh, you know, theories and everything did, you know, as far as we think about how the universe works and stars and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Einstein was actually a physicist and a mathematician. That's kind of his background. And, sure. and, and Hubble was much more of an astronomer. You know, back then, lay, you know, lay people today, you know, those of us like you and me, Bo, that, you know, don't aren't as familiar with these intellectual kind of things. geniuses. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, no, the giants that we are. <laughs> you know, we we don't really differentiate a lot, probably like we should between these two. But certainly, uh, you know, back then and 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 even now, you know, there's a big a big differentiation between what an astronomer does and what a mathematician does or what a physicist does. Sure, so, sure. Uh, there, these people weren't as much in competition, you know, that they might have been in today. 
Um, but anyway, these were contemporaries of each other. That's fascinating. Uh, Edwin Hubble, uh, born in 1889 in Marshfield, Missouri. Uh, he died in 1953. But uh, famous pipe smoker. So many uh, photos of him studying over these charts and, uh, you know, w- with the telescopes in the background and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff, smoking his pipe and holding his pipe. Don't know a lot about his pipe smoking uh you know, tradition, uh, other than he was a fan of Dunhills, which, you know, if you're a, a famous person in the early 20th century that smoked a pipe, uh, it's a pretty good chance you smoked a Dunhill. And, <laughs> right. and, and so we do know that. But um, kind of interesting, the, you know, it, it, he, he was an all-American guy. You know, he was born in Missouri, uh, came across, he was really athletic and, uh, you know, well-read, came from a pretty wealthy family and all this kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, had an, an interest in astronomy from a very young age, but his father kind of pushed him towards the law, um, you know, which obviously America needed one more lawyer. And so we uh, <laughs> and not someone to discover secrets of the universe. So um, we uh, so he, he waited until his father actually passed away to start pursuing some of his interest in in astronomy. His studies took him to um, uh, all over the world, but uh, primarily places like Oxford, the University of Chicago and then Cambridge. So, I mean, you know, it, just to give you an idea of that, these are, you know, the elite institution of, of the Western world, yeah. right? And this is from a from a guy that came from, um, you know, Missouri, which is just, just kind of cool. What you say about Missouri? No, I'm just saying, it, it's, you know, it's like a fun, it, it's just like this is a, from the heartland of America, uh-huh. you know, and he <laughs> got on the, got on ye old steamship and went to went to Great Britain to go to one of these famous colleges. You know? uh-huh, I'm just yeah. saying, it's kind of a big thing. Small town boy who's all grown up now, yeah. gone off, gotten a degree. All right, yeah. no, no, I got, no, I got, that's I, it. I see where you're going with that. That's all it. Right. So, um, so Hubble, uh, you know, he, in his younger years, he kind of had this, um, you know, love of, of Britain and everything. So he wanted to study there. He went off there and then, uh, you know, kind of really fell in love with England. And and through that, uh, had this desire. Uh, I think partially what people seem to agree on is that, you know, his desire was to kind of cultivate more of a sophisticated, uh, you know, aura or vision of himself, right? Oh, he and, wants to go off to Europe and find himself. And to find himself. Gotcha. But then also, you know, when he comes back, he wants people to know that he's, you know, kind of kind of well-read and well, you know, well-traveled. He's and, a hipster of his you day. Know, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gotcha. So, so it's, it's during this time <laughs> where he picks up a lot of British customs, and he, he saw a lot of the, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, folks over there, you know, doing more sophisticated things, and that included uh, things like uh, wearing capes uh, when it's rainy or windy outside, uh, using canes. Hey, um, why did that go out of style? I don't That's, know. Billy D brought it back in Empire Strikes Back. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's fashion. No, I'm just saying that there's something that would be said about a cape. But uh, he, he even, uh, you know, he wore his cape. He had his cane, uh, and and he even, um, you know, adopted kind of a kind of a mid Atlantic British accent even on upon return to the United States. And so he was this young guy that had all these things. And of course, a part of his get up. I'm sorry, I've been to Britain. Uh, you probably never heard of. No, this. I know things. <laughs> uh, well, I get, I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express last night too. But anyway, a, a part of that get up was also that he started smoking a pipe, and so it's just kind of this uh this aura you know is, is part of his shtick right interesting all right yeah. so to because a lot of times in obviously pop culture and, yeah. and in storytelling often a pipe is used to connotate you know this person is learned this person is uh educated this person is somebody who is a little bit classier than everybody else especially if you kind of go back to um you know the earlier decades i think that's what hubble was going for okay so, so but the, what i'm saying is did, did hubble start that 
Or was he embodying kind of that men- mentality? Man, if he started that and were alive today to know he started that, he really his head would explode with his hip- sounds like with hip hipsterdom. His hipsterdom. <laughs> Hubble was a hipster, man. I, I think he great. was like the original hipster. Yeah, wow. he would have had a MacBook. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Notice I have a MacBook and you have a PC. Anyway, <laughs> um, so so you've got Edwin Hubble. He's uh, you know kind of got these British. Uh, sophisticated, you know, tendencies. He brings them back to the United States, and uh, it's right after World War One. And he and he starts studying the universe. He's got just enough training under his belt now to have a PhD, and uh, is more versed in, um, you know, astronomy, cosmology, things of this nature. And he goes to Southern California. Um, of course, he does uh, with, <laughs> with with all the rest of the hipsters. So uh, yeah. So anyway, with his pipe and his cape. Um, so so he goes to Southern California and um, to the um, uh, there's a, a large uh, observatory complex there, and uh, there was a telescope that was debuted in that in that area. It's mm. called the, the Hooker Telescope, uh, and it was debuted um, right at the same time, the same exact year uh, that Hubble got to um, got to the observatory. And so he immediately took advantage of this powerful telescope. To give you an idea, the telescope he was using, um, the Hooker telescope, it was the largest telescope in the world at the, at, at the time. Okay. It was 2.5 meters across as far as the optical lens goes. Okay. Bo keeps laughing because I'm, I'm I not laughing. Saying, no, I no, keep saying the word hooker. Audio. I keep saying the word hooker. And it's, and it's the hooker telescope. <laughs> so that's just, that's going to have to happen. But, um, so anyway, that was the largest telescope at the time. It was two and a half meters across to give you an idea. The largest telescope today is, uh, is 10 and a 10.4 meters across as far as the, uh, the lens of it goes. Okay. So, uh, you know, he was working with just much more primitive, primitive technology, but it yeah. was able to discover a lot. So, uh, uh, go ahead. Well, so, all right. So, so that's the thing. Cause you know, you got, you got the Hubble telescope. So is it, is it more about his approach to like how to use the equipment or is it how he changed the equipment? It's not even the equipment. It's just, it, that was the equipment that he had available at the time. Right, right, right. And then yeah. we're going to get into his discovery. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it wasn't even really about the equipment. It was that he, um, you know, it took the e- existing equipment at the time and, figured out things that before we just didn't have the ability you to You don't understand. even know how to use the things you have. You don't even know how to use the things you have. Look at me. I'm wearing a cape and smoking a pipe. Ah. So anyway, he, he uses this brand new fancy telescope and he discovers um, the something that goes against the prevailing thought of all astronomy at the time. Uh, astronomers up until this point, uh, you know, with or at least during this time period, once they kind of uh, started realizing, uh, you know, ideas about stars and the cosmos, uh, they thought the 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 universe was limited to what is in the Milky Way. Okay, mm-hmm. so so think about it. the Milky Way is the galaxy that we are in, um, and and astronomers at this time thought that the universe was limited to that. Okay, so like everything in the in the universe is is in the Milky Way. The Milky Way is basically the same as the universe. Right. And Hubble started finding these these things that people thought were nebula. And, and and he started studying them, and he was like, no, these are a lot farther away than we realize. And so as he kind of gathered more data and started realizing, he realized these nebula were actually other galaxies, okay, outside of our own Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, and so yeah. Hubble uh, was was actually the person that, you know, led us to, to understand that, you know, they're not just, you know, our galaxy. There are hundreds of billions of galaxies in the universe um, and, and the universe is, is that kind of vast place. So, um, it, it just was really exciting because this was right along at the same time that Einstein was coming out with his, uh, general rel- relativity theorems and, 
Um, you know, you just had all this kind of upheaval in science, but all of a sudden the universe was, we thought it was big, but it just got really big. You and know we got mean? really small. And we got really small, yeah. uh, which is kind of fascinating. So, um, anyway, uh, that, you know, obviously kind of put him on the map, not to the point of Einstein, but, um, you know, later in the 1920s, towards the end of that decade, uh, he also determined that the universe was expanding. This is something that was very, um, you know, it, it was very uh, kind of up in the air and, and not really, uh, people had posited it as maybe a possibility, but folks didn't really believe it at the time. At least the scientific consensus wasn't that. Because the earth is flat. Right, right obviously. Right, well, right. The earth is still flat. You know that. But, same same right. type of concept though, right? right. Like no. you, you've got this new scientific explanation yeah. that the world is much larger well, than we thought. Yeah, and, and, and people just thought that the universe was still static at this time. And so you've got, okay, well, now the universe is bigger. Maybe it's bigger than the Milky Way, but it's still kind of static. Things aren't really changing as much as, as maybe they might mm. be. And so uh, Hubble, uh, today we call it Hubble's Law. Um, it determined that the universe is expanding at a very rapid rate. Uh, and you can kind of think of it um, almost like we're going to have a small physics lesson here. Um, it it kind of like if you were baking a loaf of raisin bread uh, in, in, the, in the oven. Okay. I like cranberries. Okay. L okay. Let's do, let's do cranberry bread. Right, that's right, that's right, good. Right. Yeah. A little cranberry bread um, or tobacco bread or whatever your poison is. Yeah. So that's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'd probably still eat it. But anyway. All right. So you've got, you know, let's say you've got this loaf and it's full of cranberries. Yep. And the and the two cranberries that are right next to each other in the middle of the of the bread as the bread grows and expands, yep. okay, as it, as it's baking. The two cranberries in the middle of the loaf, you know, they're not moving a whole lot it, because they're right next to each other. So even as the as the loaf is expanding exponentially, the two in the middle are, are pretty close together, although they're changing a little bit. But the ones at the far extremities, the cranberries that are at the very, very, the very far extremity. The, bar the barriest of the barriest. The barriest far extremities. Mm -hmm. They are, they are, you know, expanding away from each other very, very rapidly compared to the other. So the, he kind of determined that there was all this change going on, that it was, you know, relative to, you know, your location and that some places were uh, expanding away from us farther than, you know, faster than other places and all this mm. stuff. It was just very fascinating. And it came out, you know, out around the same time that Einstein had kind of done all his stuff. And so uh, just uh, Hubble, obviously, giant of physics, giant of astronomy. Uh, he never won the Nobel Prize because at the time, uh, you know, we'd mentioned earlier in the, in the show that uh, astronomy and physics have historically been seen as separate uh, sciences. And so, you know, astronomy it, at the time was not open to a Nobel Prize, which is kind of interesting. But uh, but physics and mathematics were. Um, and so after Hubble died, they actually made it to where an astronomer could win uh, the Nobel Prize. But um, but anyway, so that's Edwin Hubble. He uh, continued to smoke his pipe throughout his lifetime, <laughs> uh, even uh, even after his uh, formative hipster years. And uh, and we're thankful for that because there's a lot of great images of, uh, of him puffing his pipe. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I just, I, my, my mind, I feel like, was just expanded. With cranberries. With cranberries. Just sprinkle some cinnamon on the universe. It's going to taste delicious. Ah, it's so, <laughs> so tasty. All right. Well, that's, that's good. You, uh, you have brought somebody with a, a vast amount of intellect to the table. Uh, I have got someone who, uh, despite, he, he was not, he's definitely not an all-American uh, hero, but he's certainly an all-Ireland hero. Ireland? Yes. Yeah. What, Ireland. What if I told you that was worse than anything I have ever done on the show? I can't. I, I just, my tongue doesn't work right when I try to do accents. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, the, 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 the superhero, uh, the American superhero, 
very much based off of Greek and Roman mythology. Okay. Um, it's, it's always interesting to see how a lot of times when Greek and Roman mythology is reinterpreted, it actually uses the American hero narrative. As kind of its source, as kind of its basis for what they do. But okay. regardless. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, The The American superhero is, is a great influencer of kind of uh, all superhero-dom that we know today in modern uh, in the modern era. Uh, however, there are several international superheroes, despite the fact that many of them were actually created by our own uh, American-based comic book companies. Okay. All right. So the hero that I'm talking about today uh, harkens from a team known as the X-Men. Now, now you're familiar with that's the, the one with Gumby. No, you always right? go to Gumby. Why you always go to- <laughs> I knew that was coming. Now, of course, uh, X Men. Oh, Mighty Mouse. Never mind. Go, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. Mm. Russ, oh, Russ Hicks just vomited. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. So the X Men uh, mutants, uh, the uh, the the uncanny X Men, as they were called, yeah. uh, created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby. Uh, these were um, characters that had kind of this X gene, and they were mutating in front of uh, civilization, and the world couldn't quite deal with it, and. So so there was kind of a, a civil rights narrative that was kind of going on with the characters of Professor Xavier and Magneto as kind of a, a Martin Luther and a, and a Malcolm X type of, uh, you know, kind of characters within the comic books, except with superpowers. And so, you know, that sort of thing. I, d- I never really knew the parallels. There. Did you not? I, oh, yeah, man. that's really it, all, all, you know, fun aside, I, I do kind of know who the X-Men are. And I, <laughs> I, I never really I never really knew that that was a. Uh, part of the you know narrative there that's fascinating man heavily so but yeah so so professor xavier is a pipe smoker that we've talked about before and on as a hero of the bowl uh but this is actually someone from an x-men from overseas over in ireland don't you know wait don't you know it's not a that's a canadian thing yeah um anyway from ireland <laughs> i'm talking about the x-men character of banshee okay banshee now banshee uh younger modern audiences may be more familiar with the interpretation that, that was uh shown in the live action uh, X-Men First Class with kind of this, um, you know, kind of young, I wouldn't call him a hipster at all. I think this is kind of a, kind of a goofball okay. uh, gamer type. And I, knowing full well that I am a goofball gamer, I'm not bashing no, that No, it, fit, that it fits well. Yeah. Exactly. And so he was kind of like, you know, he's kind of this, this American kid that was nothing like the comic book interpretation of the character. In fact, in the comic books, if you actually go back to the source material, Sean Cassidy was actually uh, an uh, of Irish nobility, uh, kind of a lesser noble family, but he actually not only inherited his family's wealth, but also a castle. So he lived in a castle. I want a castle. In Ireland. Yeah, really. The best. Um, he also, uh, he, he was married, had something of a, a bit of a tragic story in that his wife passed away. Um, and then shortly thereafter, he moved, not knowing that before she had passed away, uh, she had given birth to a child. Now, how he didn't know that, don't know. Comic books at the time are uh, not as clear on some of the subjects there. But regardless, uh, he had this daughter that was kidnapped by his cousin and raised uh, beyond him knowing about it. Dang. I know. So there was this very, you know, um, soap opera-esque nature. Yeah, seriously, man. Kids were reading this stuff. Exactly. So a lot, a lot, a lot of heavy stuff that was going on with them. Uh, but he actually worked for Interpol for several years uh, before he moved over to the United States and actually became a member of the NYPD. So eventually he did come, uh, come over to America. Um, and actually it was while he was over here that he was recruited into a villainous organization uh, known as, a very lesser known villainous organization known as Factor 3. Now this is the thing. Factor 3 came in. They, they mind controlled him. And, uh, and so he was doing all these nefarious things. But one of the things that still remained about him, even though he was under evil mind control, this man smoked a pipe. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Because and we know that wasn't for the evil part. No, it wasn't for the evil part. Because he did it beforehand. <laughs> he did it after he got he got a mind, un, unmind control, whatever you want to say. 
But a lot of times when we talk about kind of superheroes, especially superheroes from comics that smoked a pipe, it's like this like one panel thing and they yeah. never really go into it. You know, like, oh, there's that one. It happens one time as a curiosity. And then, exactly. Right. You never see it. Again. You never see it again. No, no, no. Not Banshee. Man, Banshee was big into this. So like he's actually known as kind of the pipe smoking X-Men for this reason. Interesting. And in fact, okay. while he was working for Factor 3, it like drove all of his you know, cohorts like crazy that he was constantly smoking his pipe. They would gripe about it. Um, and this is the other and, and nice factor thing. three was the, the kind of, that was the evil organization, evil organization right? Exactly. Okay. Well, of course they wouldn't like pipe smoking cause they're bad people. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now this is the other reason why you know that like, you know, Banshee actually legitimately smoked a pipe and not just that one time is that he actually smoked an assortment of pipes. He didn't have just one style. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, he had, he had, he had a, at least his seven day set right. kind of thing. Right. <laughs> you got to let your pipes rest. Even if you're a super, Exactly. He had a church warden. Uh, that was the. He actually smoked a, a straight church warden style pipe when he was uh, with with that particular villainous uh, hero team. But before that, he was into the uh, more not not deep calabash uh, Sherlock Holmes, but more of like a a deep bend yeah, briar like pipe, maybe a umpal or something, something of that nature. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, and and so you know, a lot of this was kind of to communicate. You could argue that it was kind of to communicate that nobility aspect of who the character was. But let's be honest, we're talking about an Irish superhero who drinks and smokes a pipe this is a negative stereotype that I think they cooked into this character. In fact, I got so excited. Hold on, is there a lucky charm for him? Oh, I tell you, he's, he's just walking his pipe right there and he's like, oh, he's always after me, lucky charms. Hi, Magneto. Don't, don't do that. Come over here. We'll smoke a pipe. We'll have a pint. It'll be fine. Like, I'm just saying that, that uh, you know. No, I know, right? Banshee was something. And, and to that's, X-Men's that's credit. though. No, I mean, uh, you know. To X-Men's credit, they, they, they tried to communicate kind of this international diversity amongst their team. In fact, the character yeah. was really heavily introduced to the team as part of uh, the same wave that brought Colossus, which was uh, a Russian superhero. Okay. Uh, as well as uh, Wolverine, who was a, a Canadian superhero. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know Wolverine was from Canada? Oh. Oh. oh no no no! Look, there's this there's this hilarious scene. <laughs> well, that just changes everything. No man, he's I'm still schnickety schnickety. He's awesome. He's, he's the most un-Canadian Canadian out there. <laughs> but uh, but that's the great thing. There's this one scene actually from the, this terrible Wolverine X Men Origins Wolverine movie. Uh, the whole thing is awful. But there is this one funny scene where the U.S. government is trying to recruit him, and they say, "Son, your country needs you." And he looks up and he goes. I'm Canadian. <laughs> Spits in his eye. I get a pass. I'm Canadian. It's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, man. So, uh, so Banshee. Um, he, That's uh, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So Banshee, you know, I, I suppose I should talk about his superpower, which is kind of interesting, uh, which is that he his has- His pipe never goes out. Well, no, he has, he has super-powered internal pipes. Uh, so he actually has super lungs and super vocal cords. <laughs> I'm being serious, man. Oh, I like that. So, so the idea is that he has kind of this siren, right? In fact, the name Banshee comes from Irish folklore. Yeah. And so that's, that makes that's sense. where his superhero name comes from. Uh, he, he would use it kind of in an aggressive way, right? Of like propelling these sound waves uh, against his villains. But he's also known in kind of a, a bit of a, let's be honest, goofier sense because he's able to shout at the ground, which propels him up, which gives him the ability to fly. So he flies by shouting at the ground. Yeah, like you do. I I, I think if um if I could fly because I shout at the ground, I would be at, at least to the Hubble telescope. I think. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it is somewhat of an embarrassing scenario if you think about it, because it's like uh, you look. He looks goofy. He's got these these um butterfly wings strapped to his arms to kind of catch the airwaves that are the the sound waves that like bounce off the ground back uh-huh. to him, so he can catch them. Uh-huh. Uh, and so. He's got. The, it looks ridiculous, and it's not like he can just sneak by so nobody knows he's doing it because he's shouting. 
<laughs> so it's a little rough it's there. It's just not something he can do in a very clandestine way. It's a rough there for old Banshee. But no, Banshee right. is a super cool character, despite the fact that, yes, there are a lot of uh, stereotypically Irish things about him, one of which being that, yes, he does, in fact, well, so, smoke a pipe. So let me ask, are in the in, in the kind of new, what we've seen, all the movies that have come out over the past 10, 15 years yep. that involve the X-Men, is he featured any of this stuff? I'm sure his pipe smoking is not. Yeah, so X-Men First Class did feature him as kind of a primary character, but much like the rest of the X-Men as part of this uh, this universe that we've gotten, um, they've kind of over-Americanized him. A, a lot of the international characters, Wolverine notwithstanding, have been very Americanized. So that like, for example, Colossus, I mentioned before, who's this Russian uh, character from, from old country. Like, Would that make him from like Idaho or something? like, hey, what's up, guys? Right. Like, you know, <laughs> It's not, it's not Russian. He loses that. Right. Same thing is true right. with uh, with Banshee. He comes on, and okay. like, like I said, he's kind of this this little gamer, nerdy kid and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it works for the story, but it is not true well, to who the character not, was. Yeah, it's not necessarily faithful to the original. But, um, but he did shout at the ground and fly by catching it in his butterfly wings. So... You know, you, you pick and choose. <laughs> Personally, I would have kept the uh, kept the pipe. Lost the, the Irish, butterfly and the Irish in the pipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me. I'll stick with that. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that's great, man. Shoot, I feel like I learned something. Sean too. Cassidy, hero that's of the great. bowl. Okay, yeah. No, that's the... <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I feel like we almost need a dun 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 dun. Whatever we like, induct people into. Yeah, the no, we bowl. should have like a hall of fame or something. That'd be great, man. Yeah, maybe we could do that. <laughs> like, we had a hero of the bowl. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll send like a like a bronzed pipe to the, to the folks at Marvel. At this point, they've had a few members of the Heroes of the Bowl, so, you know. Have they really? No, they had Professor Xavier, and all right, so I think that might, no, they also had Reed Richards, okay. uh, Mr. Fantastic, our first ever fictional okay. hero of the bowl. I didn't I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe we should have them on uh, on CSR sometime. Hey, man, we would love <laughs> to do it. And if we did, we would give them the most amazing thing that we could possibly think of. And right now, you know what that is? A Missouri Meerschaum pipe. Not just one, my friend, but two. Oh, are you talking about one of their gift sets? Oh, dude. Missouri Meerschaum has a gift set of pipes. And actually, they've got a couple of these. Yeah. Now, folks who've been listening for quite some time sometime know that Missouri Meerschaum, of course, sponsor of this show. Uh, we have been bringing up various pipes uh, over the, the last uh, couple of years, uh, several months for sure. And uh, we talk about how this one pipe has this style, like it's it's the diplomat, but it has this shape or this this uh, type of stem. Well, you can actually get in this kind of collected gift set uh, the the various pipes that we've talked about. For for example, we've got the diplomat pipe gift set, which is awesome and beautiful pipes comes in an awesome wooden case it looks incredible and it's a great thing to get you know for a father's day gift or for a birthday gift or or anything of that nature that's right absolutely that's right <laughs> <laughs> i was a little distracted here because uh you know the the diplomat set of pipes is such an iconic shape obviously mm. it's just an easy go-to uh you know shape that people are immediately comfortable with holds a fair amount of tobacco and all that but uh but to have the have the two pipe set is really nice speaking of two pipe sets uh that are missouri Meerschaum pipes um you know a couple weeks ago Bo, we talked about dress pipes yes sir and and, and i had to i had to bring this out on air uh, particularly during the time that we were talking about missouri Meerschaum because mm-hmm. uh this is just a lot of fun so we um we got a present uh, we got some presents. We, we, we got a present, and and it's from our friend Howard. Uh, Howard is a friend and listener of Country Squire Radio uh, from Georgia, dude. Mitch, oh my goodness! And he writes, Howard. He gifted us two Missouri Meerschaum pipes. He says, I enjoy your show, and the one about dress pipes got me thinking. I rarely dress up anymore. 
So buying a high pipe, I don't either really. <laughs> so buying a high dollar pipe for special occasions is not going to happen, especially at the prices you quoted. <laughs> the most expensive pipe I have in my collection cost me less than $150, uh, and most of them seem to smoke just fine. So he said, uh, but I did like your idea of a Missouri Meerschaum country gentleman. Uh, so enclosed, you will find my version of the Southern dress what? pipe. What? Uh, these are Southern country gentleman Dude, dress pipes. Dude, what? Uh, one for you and one for me. Man, and, look at uh, that. He says, I'm not sure how they'll smoke, but I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> this is from uh, from our friend and a, a club member at the Pilgrim level, Howard Oaks from uh, from Tucker, Georgia. Howard, so, man. Dude, isn't that classy? Look at that right I, there. I bust that out at a cocktail party. How I'm about just saying, that? Yeah. Solid black uh, country gentleman uh, pipe. Look at that. That's, that's gorgeous. See, that's the other thing I love that's about classy, these Missouri Meerschaum pipes is yeah. that you can customize them. And that's Howard, so you've done an amazing job with this. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. So incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much, Howard, and thank you to everyone uh, who uh, who shops from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Let them know, by the way, that you heard about them on Country Squire Radio. That's a great way to let them know that you appreciate them for supporting the show. It's a great way to support them. We love them for it. We love you for it. We love everybody. And right now, I'm really loving Howard. Yeah. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. 
All right, man. Pipe question of the week. Yeah. Now, this this is apropos, especially yeah. given uh, uh, Howard's uh, financial uh, uh, reasoning for for coming up with the Missouri Meerschaum the, dress pipe. Yeah, the uh, the Southern gentleman's uh, dress pipe. That's right. This is a pipe question that comes in from listener David, who writes in asking, "What is the difference between a four hundred dollar pipe and?" A $100 pipe. Uh, the price and the taxes. No. Um, <laughs> that, that is one difference. That is true. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. This is all we get this question a lot on our, our side of the counter, right? So, you know, people come in, they see a $50 pipe and they see a, you know, a $600 pipe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it's just like, what do you, what do you do with the, with the variation there. Obviously you've got to chalk some of it up to the aesthetics of the pipe. You know, they uh, spent a certain amount of time putting in style. They selected just an exquisite grain pattern. Um, you know, maybe they modified, uh, you made a, made a stem that is so customly uh, modified that it, you know, the stem took longer to shape than the briar did. I mean, there's just no telling. So the, you've got this artisanship piece of it. Um, and then on top of that, you've got the, the cost of the materials as well. And so, you know, there is this element of did they put any sterling silver on it? Are there any kind of gemstones or uh, is there some kind of exotic wood uh, inlay? Like maybe they used a, you know, a black palm or something to kind of accent uh, a piece of the the pipe that just makes it different. So so, um, so let's 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 call this out because I mentioned this yeah. at the top of the show. Yeah. And, and you kind of referenced it right here. But but the pipe that you're smoking tonight, again, the the. The carver is yeah. This is a Costello. Costello. So, so this is uh, kind of generally known as the Italian version of Dunhill. Okay. okay. So it's a it's a nice pipe. Uh, it, it's, it's a, a but, it, but it, it's that's a, an understatement. No, it, it, it's a it's a great pipe. So yeah. uh, this is you know it, as far as a factory pipe goes, uh, this is not a machine made pipe. But as far as a you know a factory pipe goes, Costello makes you know probably uh, three to five thousand pipes a year. Okay. And so this Man. is one of those pieces. And um, it, Costello and a lot of your other uh, major manufacturers like this are are they just have access to the best uh, briar on earth okay hmm. and and that is not a little thing so when you talk about you know the differentiation between a fifty dollar pipe and a four hundred dollar pipe um, you know if if you're a company like Costello you're in Italy uh, you've got you know decades long relationships with uh, you know briar harvesters that you know. You know, you, you knew, you know, the briar harvester, you knew his dad and his granddad kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. You know, you're just going to get the pick of the best woods. And so um, not only are they going to have good grain, but, you know, companies like this uh, also age their briar for an extraordinarily long amount of time. And so uh, Costello's tend uh, and, and Dunhill's other pipes of this caliber tend to, um, you know, age their briar for just extreme amounts of time before they carve the pipe. What that does is it allows the pipe to smoke uh, drier and cooler, but it's also going to be much, much more durable. Okay, so, um, you know, a lot of these companies, they'll look at you in the eye when you buy a pipe from them and they'll say, uh, you know, this pipe requires no break-in period at all. Uh, you know, you don't even have to you know, try to, you know, build a break in cake with this pipe because it's ready to go because you know, it can take the heat because or... it can take the heat. Okay. That's right. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's that kind of solid, uh, solid piece of briar. Interesting. Um, and so, you know, that's a piece of it. You've got the, you know, the quality of the briar, how long has it been aged? What, uh, quality is the grain? Um, you know, and then all the, also the artisanship, you know, what kind of materials did they use? Uh, how much time went into the stem work? Um, and then also, you know, I think one thing that you know, pipe smokers, as you get into smoking pipes longer and longer, you appreciate more and more. It's the thing you can't see, and it's the drilling. 
the drilling in in making a pipe, a precise drilling that you know is, uh, you know, I, there are artisan carvers I've you know met and 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 have spoken with that have thrown out pipes that people would you know reasonably have bought for three hundred and fifty dollars, but they just didn't believe in the drilling of the pipe, Man, you know? and so yeah. that becomes either a house pipe for this shop pipe for them or. Uh, you know, or they just they just throw it out. They're not comfortable selling it because they know that a pipe that is drilled that way is not going to smoke right. Now, what what do I what do I mean when I say it's not going to smoke right? Well, maybe it's, it'll smoke wet because there's gaps or portions that are going to be prone to collect moisture. Uh, maybe the uh, drilling will be too far high up or down on the inside of the bowl. And so you might have left, uh, you know, a quarter of the bowl full of tobacco once you get done with your smoke or right, something yeah. like that. A lot of times these pipes will smoke uh, really hot. Uh, you see that in some uh, major, uh, you know, manufacturers that will remain nameless. But, <laughs> you know, these uh, there's a couple of major manufacturers that, you know, their drilling doesn't really line up. And so what does that do? Well, that doesn't allow the heat to escape the briar. And so therefore the briar gets really, really hot, almost like touching a stovetop, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and so you're paying for this incredible amount of precision and finishing that goes into this piece. And, you know, okay, so let's say you're a guy that smokes a pipe, you know, uh, once a month or three times a month or something like that. Well, that might not be very important to you, you know, but let's say you're someone like me that smokes a pipe three times a day kind of thing. Well, you know, you're going to pay attention more you're to collect on the, the quality of the smoke every if, single time. If, if my, you know, man, that pipe just smokes wet. That pipe smokes hot. I mm. can't keep that pipe lit. Like you're going to pay attention to those things, you know? And, um, and so that's kind of where, where that comes in. You're not, you know, I don't, I don't recommend you go buy a, you know, $600 Dunhill for your, uh, for your first pipe. But if it becomes something that you do, <laughs> you know, real regularly and you kind of get involved in and, and you realize, oh, wow, this really does smoke that much better and I'm doing often enough to, you know, appreciate it, then, you know, then save up and go buy you a nice, go buy you a nice pipe like that. Buy you, you know, an American, uh, you know, hand-carved artisan pipe. Um, you know, friends like our, you know, our friend Jim Deshane, uh, two combs, uh, yeah. Dan, Danny Vasquez. These are guys in America that, you know, they get the best briar on earth from places like Mimo, uh, who, you know, also supplies some of the higher end, uh, you know, uh, carvers as well in, in Italy. Um, and, and, you know, so they'll use this Mimo briar and then, you know, just painstaking amounts of time uh, going into, you know, the, the width of the bowl, the drilling, uh, you know, how the grain is lining up and, you know, the, they, some of these carvers will throw away a piece of briar in a heartbeat if it has one little pit, you know, stuff like that. It's yeah. just, um, you know, an amazing amount of uh, effort that goes into this stuff. And, and if you are someone that smokes every day, I think you will. Uh, in the end, you know, um, notice a difference. Yeah. Well, the the pipe that you're smoking tonight, I mean, it, it looks like it was worth every penny. Because the other thing too, I mean, you talking about kind of the the quality of the design and, and making sure the the smoke is solid. I mean, you know, you there's, there, you got to throw the grain in there pretty pretty hardcore in terms of just looking just beautiful. This is a beautiful pipe. Yeah. Got here. No, that's right. I, I I just I love it, man. It's a it's a great pipe. All right, so there you go. Our, our friend uh, Brian uh, Levine, obviously a good friend, uh, at my own opinion on Twitter, he says the difference is uh, no break in, all the rejects, and you can yeah. So there's no break in period. Uh, they throw out all the you know rejected pieces that don't meet up to their standards, and then you can sell it for around two hundred dollars and in a, as an estate if you don't like it. And so the you know a, a pipe like that, 
you know, believe it or not, actually holds its value to some extent. You know, it's uh, the likelihood that you're going to turn around and sell a $50 pipe for anywhere near that value is not very high. But, you know, as Brian says, if you don't like that pipe, you're still going to get a good, you know, bit of a, a good bit of, you know, money for it on the resale market, which is is, is kind of nice. So that's good, man. Great point. All right. So great question to get in from David. Hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, you can send it in at show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. All right, quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man, quick fire questions coming for our, coming to us from the good folks at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com, awesome online community. Talk more about that here in a second. But first, these are coming in from Blues Piper. Uh, man, he actually sent us a bunch of them. He's got us covered this week. That's great. Next. Yeah, good. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Yes. I... Do we have to? Explain, I really don't think. Do we, we have know. to explain I mean, reasoning on this? It, okay, we, we might to some people, but does their opinion really matter? Next question. All right, uh, <laughs> movie theater. I'm going to get some hate on that. One. <laughs> I love cats. I will put that out there. I've, I've had to put down our cat um, uh, last year. It was it, look. It <laughs> sorry, was very. You really should. It was very terrible. difficult. I'm sorry. I, no, difficult. I, I know. Uh, All right, movie theater or movie at home? Movie at home. It really depends on a lot no, of factors it, for it, me. It does. Okay, if I'm you know watching the you know the first showing of star Wars or something that requires that, you know, surround sound and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, there is that, but if it's just your run of the mill movie where I, I don't know, give me, give me the couch, give me my whiskey, you know, um, maybe some good company next to me and uh, the ability, if I get bored with the movie to you know, go, <laughs> to go just leave. smoke my pipe and yeah. come back to it. Or I don't know. I mean, that, that, I don't know. I'll take, I'll take it at home. You know, I, 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 when I was speaking in New Orleans, I started off my presentation by asking a question of like, who here has seen a movie in a theater, knowing full well that everybody would raise their hands. But I made the comment, and I still think this is interesting. Like, if I was to ask that in a generation or two, would that still be the case where everybody would raise their hands to actually yeah, experience a movie in a movie theater? Good question. I like the shared experience of it, and I love, like, you know, you mentioned Star Wars. Like, that's the thing. Like, for blockbuster films like that, to see it in a community way, there's nothing like it. But I mean, if it's like, you know, the Minority Report, I can just watch that at home. Yeah. You know. I fall asleep in the, you know, last 30 minutes anyway. Like, like this new King Arthur movie <laughs> that like everybody's just raving about. Uh-huh. Like I I, I kind of want to see it, but I'm not going to go see that in theaters. Yeah. That's why they have Redbox. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Now the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh my gosh. You need to see that in the movie theaters. And you need to go see it like tomorrow. It was so good. All right. Country or blues? Blues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely blues. Yeah, that's Way funny. Better. Two guys from the South picking against country, but you know, I I don't think Both either of us really care for country very much. Do, well, do you, you care for country? No, music? no, not I, at all. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I, yeah, I grew up listening to it, um, but I think when it uh, kind of entered the Toby Keith phase, yeah, I, you know, pop I, just, culture, I got standards, country. man. I don't know. Bluegrass is kind of the classic <laughs> country, right? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, and, and I'm I down with that. that. That's kind of in a different category now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's been pushed down. But yeah, so blues, uh, and then finally, car or truck. Um, I wish I was a truck person. Like I aspire to be a truck person, <laughs> uh-huh. but I'm a car person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm completely with you on that one. Yeah. 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 I, um, you know, I, I, I just have no reason to own a truck. I, I, I love people that own trucks whenever I got to move something. They're at the top of my list. You know, that's the thing. I think if I ever bought a truck, I would have a hard and fast rule. And that is that you can either I can either help you move the truck with my own hands, or I, I can help you move, you know, your furniture with my own hands. Right, and you did for me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, or you can use my truck, but not but both. not both, but not both. 
That's, that, a that's, that's a hard and fast rule. That's a good and, rule. And, and I, th- I think if I owned a truck, I'd have to stick to that. Yeah. That's good. I'll, man, I that like way that. you're not roped in, you know, because honest, honestly, they'll probably just want to borrow the truck. <laughs> that's right. That's and what they're that's, after. That's kind of nice. Yeah. That's good. All right. Great quick fire questions. Again, that's from Blues Piper over at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com, an amazing online community where if you sign up, be sure to use the code CSR when you do, because let's know you heard about it here on this show. Uh, not only are you part of an amazing uh, forums and, and to be able to participate in things like quick fire questions but you can also stay on top of things like events don't count on us to get the dates right we are terrible at that yeah, <laughs> go, go to this exactly right. com <laughs> where they actually do have a dedicated space for events going on in the pipe world so uh by the way that's a good in, uh, if you are somebody who are put, is putting together an event for pipe smokers in your local area that's right if you're a club uh go to this pipelife.com great place to both recruit and connect with other people who are doing the exact same thing that you are you can also follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and otherwise. But again, if you go to thispipelife.com and sign up, be sure to use the code CSR when you do. Again, thispipelife.com, use the code CSR when you register at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com. <laughs> That's exactly right. Take a shot every single time. <laughs> your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah, man. All right, here we go. Uh, Eric Karlowski. Yeah, Eric, good friend from Grand Rapids. I think I actually uh, did not butcher your name, Eric. Can't wait to see you here in a couple of uh, couple of months. What did Eric have to say? Yeah, Eric says, uh, thanks for the kind words, John David. The Furniture City Pipe Society and the Indian River Tobacco Traders in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, only exist because of wonderful people willing to support their local brick-and-mortar shops. Ow! Uh, you made my Chicago Pipe Show uh, mystical magical. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I, I couldn't agree more, brother. It was really great to connect with you. And, um, man, I just uh, I, I wish we were closer together so we could uh could light up a bowl more uh more often but uh man great 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 uh talented blender just humble soft-spoken smart great guy i, I just i really hope if you're ever up in uh in grand rapids you will check out uh indian river tobacco traders and um man just such a great pipe community up there it's really really awesome so um anyway we appreciate you a bunch eric yeah big time man like i said i'll be up there in august so looking forward to hanging out with you and the good folks in uh, grand rapids yeah yeah uh we also got one now this is uh this is a comment in reference to our syrian latakia episode this comes from kilgore trout he says, in reference to the Syrian Latakia, uh, you forgot to mention that they had a bumper crop in 1974 and in 1983. That is the tobacco that MacBaron purchased a huge amount of at that time. Uh, he said, I'm stocking and cellaring as much as I possibly can. HH Vintage Syrian is my daily and is a 50% Syrian Latakia. Uh, so when it dwindles, I possibly can use it to mix. Uh, Kil- that's from Kilgore Trout. Great, great point. I guess I wasn't uh, familiar with that bumper crop in 74 and then also in 83. But, you know, a- according to him, uh, you know, that MacBaron, you know, really stocked up on it at those points and is still kind of allowing that uh, stock to trickle out into the market. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, I think MacBaron said about this time next year, uh, if, I, if I'm remembering right, this time next year will kind of be where they um, they ship out their last remaining Syrian Latakia products, oh, which, is, which is really interesting. I talked with uh, the American rep for uh, Brebia and Salani when I was in, in Chicago, and they said they also still have Syrian Latakia. So uh, if you're looking at uh, Brebia Balkan, 
there's also a Solani English mixture. Gosh, I cannot remember it, but it's got some Syrian Latakia in it also. Uh, check those out. Uh, really high-quality tobaccos. They might be a little more expensive than you're used to paying, but uh, but they're they're worth it because they're they're fantastic. But uh, but anyway, yeah, we're we're coming to the end of that Syrian Latakia. It's kind of the Talk of the talk of the town, certainly in the English blend uh, community. So, I mean, um, like anyway, you know, when kind it's of fascinating when it's gone. I mean, you know, you know, you know how like oh, it's no longer available. We can't get anywhere, but the celebrities can still get stuff. Right? Are we at that level yet? I don't know. Are yeah, we at ooh. the Brian Levine level yet? Ooh, I, I'm, I, we'll never be at that level because we can't get taller. But <sighs> and, and and you know he's going to hold that over our right little, over our heads. We uh, can't our little hobbit heads. We can't reach it. I, it. It's it's really really shameful. But but, uh, but Brian but yeah, Levine we're, probably we're gets not it. now. If if there is Syrian a kid to be had by anyone i'm sure I'm, I'm sure i'm sure brian would be able to i'm just it. saying yeah. man i you know I, i'm i'm curious when maybe you were talking to, maybe to, he could throw us a, a few crumbs yeah. hook us up brother <laughs> I, I, I am curious though when you were having those conversations in chicago in the vip suite uh you know like was that we all like all like lining up the series <laughs> like, like the premium prime stuff that us commoners don't get yeah i just want some of that nasty tobacco sir <laughs> <laughs> oh man well great listener feedback in guys we love getting that in uh facebook uh twitter the old uh email of course great great way to send those in but we also love getting in reviews over on itunes so if you have not done so already head over to itunes write us a review it's a great way to uh let us know your thoughts as well as kind of help out the show um we uh we love to read those whenever uh, we get a chance to we also want to encourage you too to keep up with us throughout the week you can follow me i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire you can find all that information and more at countrysquireradio.com where you can tune in for the live show those are monday nights uh that's 8 30 p.m central time 6 30 pacific 9 30 eastern love to have you join us again countrysquireradio.com also episode 200 it is coming up god it's so soon man. if you it's haven't amazing. gotten your tickets you gotta make it happen it's gonna be a lot of fun we got folks coming in from texas all the way from texas yeah it's really really an honor frankly i mean that people would take their valuable time and come come spend it with us to celebrate like this um it's just it's pretty awesome look yeah. especially for those of you out of towners who are coming in making your pipe pilgrimage for the episode 200 uh let me know i'm gonna try to get you beforehand if there's some time maybe come by over see the studio uh i'll, I'll give you my grand tour of jackson which is a little bit less fun than my grand tour yeah, in new orleans you got about three minutes it'll work yeah it'll, it'll, we'll, we'll squeak you in we'll figure something out we'll figure <laughs> something out but uh but y'all we're, we're really uh, honored for those of you who are making your pipe pilgrimage for this again episode 200 that is going to be june 5th 6 p.m central time here at the country squire get your tickets country squire radio dot com. <laughs> Who are you laughing at now? This is Mark VV dressed up as John David he Cole. He did it! He did it! He said, yes. <laughs> does this Hobbit costume make me look fat? And he's, he just, he just looks, looks beautiful. All right, look, <laughs> so I was debating whether or not I was going to say this, but, but, but. Oh, Mark. Those that want to uh, come to the live show dressed uh, as John David Cole no, in your John David man. Cole costume. No. I, I, I'll give you something. I don't know what it is going to no. be, but I'm going to give you something. So, no. Come that's, on. It's really, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, oh, you, uh, you win, man. You, you always do. He, he wins the internet. <laughs> <laughs> there is always this is the great thing about the live show there is yep. always on the uh, the Twitter a, a live competition I think to out meme no that's each good other. That, that's good and, uh, there, Mark, was, there was some solid solid uh, entries tonight Mark, Mark yeah. played his A game man he was prepared yeah, yeah. so y'all, y'all gotta watch out here from the live show that's, yeah. that's great <laughs> alright man well hey let's go have a night see you brother you've 
been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.